Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Thanks for joining me again, or if this is your first time, welcome! I'm Steven Rice, the host, um hostess with the mostest i guess you could say and this episode i am talking with new friend die um and we are talking about um positive outlooks in life and um the way that he lives his life and yeah there's some banter back and forth of course my typical like what tv shows and movies and stuff do you like um i don't know what my voice is like excuse me so uh that's a really good fun time always with guests when we just get to talk and get to know each other and everything so i'm super excited for you to hear it um and of course we have a meditation minute and yeah i'm just super excited so let's get to it Well, thank you so much for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? Doing really well, Stephen. You know, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta admit, today was another nice day in Vancouver. And for anybody that's been to Seattle, you you know what weather's like in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. Uh, it's usually wet and cold this time of year. But the last couple of days, it's been sunny. And oh, it's amazing good. to see everybody's attitude changes. Even though it might only be 48 hours, yeah. we take advantage of it when it shows up. So it's yeah, it's been a really nice day from that perspective. Awesome. Yeah. And um, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's, it's, it was bright and sunny, but there was a while there that it was just dark and gloomy, but nothing mm-hmm. probably compared to up where you're at. Cause yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cold, but not probably as not cold, as, cold. Yeah. As, as way up there, but it, it was a nice day today here, not just weather wise, but <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. U S it was nice no and everything, kidding. but uh, yeah, that was, and the weather was even beautiful there too. So I was like, Oh, this is like, the the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> but i digress so say, it, it, yeah the sky's parted the sky part yeah everybody's exactly. parting the sun uh, came out yeah, yeah. Like, oh, thank, <laughs> thank goodness but i say that and tomorrow it's probably gonna be like 50 degrees all day and gross oh. and rainy and stuff but yeah we'll never know i've always i've always actually wanted to go to canada especially in the past four years yeah right <laughs> it's been a good option to keep and you're actually um the first of two canadian guests i'm gonna be interviewing this week um, so i'm like oh this is awesome like people in canada all right cool Very but i've cool. always wanted i've had a good friend she's gone a couple times and yeah she's like oh it's beautiful it's amazing people are super nice and i'm like sounds like a dream like you gotta come up to vancouver come on i know come on. well that's the thing i i yeah. one of the goals last year was to travel more mm. but <laughs> with everything yeah. that went on it was like well, okay so maybe Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say maybe this year, but I don't know. Oh, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. My wife and I have been having conversations like that too. We're just like, oh, what's going on? You know, like we want to travel and this has been the longest span in a while. We haven't been traveling anywhere, yeah. even yeah. for like weekend excursions. You know, it's just yeah. like, wow, this is crazy. This is, this is not, was not expecting it to keep going, but 100%. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully fingers crossed that it'll it'll yeah, be yeah one day we'll get i don't think it'll ever be normal per se 
Right. But back to, it's funny because I, I was having this conversation with coworkers the other day and it's like, remember back in the day when we thought like bowling was fun and now we're like, oh my gosh, you have to put your finger in holes that aren't cleaned by other humans that, and, and then you eat and then you keep, and I'm like, I don't think that'll ever like things like that I'll never do again, probably, <laughs> or have like sanitizer everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was going to say a lot of those places now, I mean, the, the protocols have been put into places so mm-hmm. they can just be open. I mean, especially like I just have noticed in Canada and I got a lot of friends with their own businesses and restaurants mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I mean, it's been a really big cost to them. Oh, yeah. To just put all the stuff in place just to get approved so they can be at what? 20 20 30 yeah. percent occupancy exactly it's like, holy smokes you know like yeah it, it's i mean it's a little scary when you really start to think it and look at the numbers and how the economy has been affected everywhere you know globally mm-hmm. and uh yeah i guess i mean we won't see anything until we, we really get through this and i think it's gonna be a while you know? yeah it yeah definitely the way that it's it's gonna be a while so just mm-hmm. people please stay safe anywho (laughs) on to cheerier topics uh Ah. thank you again so much for um coming on and chatting i'll i'll throw it over to you to let you kind of give a brief intro of yourself and what you are about what you do and then we'll we'll take it from there go from there Sure. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, well, you know, first of all, my name is Di, and, and I know it's a weird name. <laughs> it's a Welsh name for David. Yeah, it's spelled D-A-I. And uh, my last name is Portuguese uh, of origin, you know, Manuel and uh, M-A-N-U-E-L. And yeah, it's a mix, but you all know I'm Canadian now. So yeah. uh, that's just the norm up here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I'm a dad, two teenage girls, and I've uh, been dating my wife for now 21 years. Oh, wow. And uh, like those are really, you know, if I had to sum up my, my yeah. proudest life achievements, those are it. And I'm living yeah. that. And, and a lot of what I do is very much in alignment with my family values and mm-hmm. uh, my non-negotiables, my boundaries, you know, they reflect a lot of what I prioritize in my life as well as personally and professionally. And, and so mm-hmm. professionally, I, I've done a lot of different things in the wellness industry for, for about 26 years now, actually mm-hmm. my entire adult life. Okay. And uh, I just want to help people with change. That's, that's what gets me up in the morning, gets me excited. And, and so I help people either transform their businesses or transform their lives and lifestyles. And often it's a combination of both, yeah, but yeah. it really depends on where people are at, you know? And, uh, and that's what, yeah, just gets me excited. It gets me up every day, you know, with a hop, skip and a jump. And uh, yeah, it helps me put a smile on my face and sleep well, you know? Awesome. Yeah. That's a, yeah. a beautiful way to look at it. And yeah, 26 years, that really is your whole, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Like Seriously. Like from yeah. 18 onward i've been wow. making my income yeah and by helping others and i mean we all help others yeah, it, yeah. it's just a matter of what degree like i mean it's uh, as a trainer at one point and then selling equipment and then as a coach mentor you know it, the income has been a roller coaster for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not like i got a base salary but that's yeah. also entrepreneurship and exactly it's the path i chose you know yeah so, definitely yeah, yeah. so when did you take a shift into focusing mainly on, you know, this line of work and really gun ho about, I'm going to help people 100% fully go into it? Well, let me put it back on you for a second, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the catalyst for you starting your podcast? Oh, gosh. Like, what was that thing that just took it from an idea 
to you doing it. You know, there's that, that yeah. there's that moment, right? Where it's like, well, this is a great idea. And in my mind, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then we go and start, but we still start regardless. You know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it was years in the making because I always thought about starting a podcast and something, mm-hmm. but I, I, it was like, oh, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this one? So so many different ideas, but the main goal was I want to spread positivity, talk to really interesting people that are positive um, and put that out into the world. So <laughs> the, that, the, the straw that broke the camel's back really was uh, the first week of quarantine last mm. year when the pandemic really hit, everything shut down. It was my birthday week. <laughs> And so I was like, I had to spend my birthday because my my husband was actually um, down in South Florida for work and everything. So I was like, okay, like I have some free time. But then I went to go visit him and I said, you know what, what's holding me back? So I just, admittedly enough, it's probably not the best quality. (laughs) Just went and recorded and put it out there nonchalantly and was like, hey guys, I started this podcast if you want to listen here you go and then it's evolved from there it's almost been a year and I've got to meet so many great people and hear so many great stories and um so it's been really yeah so that was that was I was like you know I think we need some positivity because I was like I don't think this is going away you know then I was like oh this might last a few months but Mm, (laughs) here we are almost a year later so I was like let's put some positivity in the world and Tiger King actually was one of the first things I talked about because I was like oh this is great so just Uh, putting that that light out there sunshine Stephen of course putting that sunshine in people's life so yes well I love that and I think it's amazing because what you're doing especially that idea of helping people with shifting their perspective when there's a lot of things that we could easily justify why we feel negative, mm-hmm. why we might feel a bit more pessimistic. Yeah. You know, like let's be honest, the, the, the feels like the the house is winning right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and and it can be a hard place to keep yourself positive and and, and thinking positively. And and so I, I really commend you for for creating a space that helps people be a little bit more positive and tap yeah. into that. Definitely. So when you were asking me, you know, sort of what got me started, there's a lot of parallels. And I, and mm. I find that a lot of people, whoever's listening or watching this, like there's parallels mm. that we all have. And, and and I think the person that put it best was a gentleman by the name of Joseph Campbell that wrote a book called Power of Myth. And for those that are in marketing, you've probably heard the term the hero's journey because it gets mm. used a lot in the marketing space. Yeah. But he was the guy that coined the term the hero's journey. And, and really he elaborates quite quite in depth. I mean, like volumes of books and where he dives into the just history of, of humanity and the power of storytelling. But there's something that's super interesting to note is a lot of times people go through these epic journeys, like we're all living our lives and they are an epic journey, no matter how you look at it. But we deal with trials and tribulations. We have struggles. There's obstacles that pop up. And, you know, he references a lot of uh, sort of metaphors. Uh, He talks about, you know, encountering the dragons in our lives Mm. and and all this stuff. Um, But, Along the way, we, we meet people and they influence us positively. It might be a mentor, a teacher, a, a parent, a, a coach. Like, I mean, they come lots of uh, shapes and forms. There's no right. set notion, but they, they impact us just enough that we might shift and pivot that journey ever so slightly. 
and, and sometimes that change in perspective is enough for us to reach whatever that first destination is we're trying to achieve. And it, mm-hmm. in my case, I, I was morbidly obese as a teenager. Mm. So you can imagine I didn't come to, to health and to fitness naturally. Right, <laughs> in fact, yeah. I came from the back door. You know, like I came at it a completely different way because from the age of nine to 14, I just kept putting weight on. I, mm-hmm. I learned how to deal with uh, a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm, anxiety, uh, a lot of very negative self-talk and, and feelings I had towards myself. And, but I learned that food made me feel really good in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and it was instant, you know, that dopamine hit, that serotonin. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of chemicals that get triggered when you eat certain types of foods. Right. And I mean, science proves this now. I don't have to go into detail, but I was experiencing the lift and I got very accustomed to using that lift. And I also fell into a lot of TVs and video games. Mm. And uh, so, you know, doing that for five years straight where that was my main thing. Yeah. I, I was destined to get a little bit bigger. And, yeah. and in my case, I got a lot bigger yeah. and uh, got to a point where I was battling with depression, uh, mm. anxiety, all that got amplified. Cause now, you know, when you're in that state of unhealth, those negative emotions become really big deals. Mm-hmm. You know, as they say, the anthill into a molehill, like mm-hmm. that's just how I was experiencing the world at that state. And, you know, I had one day I was thinking, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I wasn't here. Mm. But then I started to really ask myself, do I really not want to be here? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that, that actually really scares me <laughs> a yeah. lot. And then I'm sort of asking, okay, well, if that's not really an option, what is an option? Mm-hmm. I've got two. I can either continue living life as it is, hoping, wishing it gets better mm-hmm. by some miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's likely. And then the other option is, well, why don't I just try doing something different? Right. Why don't I try to be proactive in my health, learn how to exercise, learn how to eat. So I'm not in this predicament anymore. Mm-hmm. That was still really scary too, because it was a lot of fear with the unknown. Because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how I was going to do it but I knew deep down why I wanted to do it, you know? And, and that was sort of that, that piece. And, and then, so I embraced it. I, I came out of there and, you know, up to that point, my parents were very cool. You know how people can be like they're yeah, yeah. or of unconditional love. They could see you're hurting. And then they start saying, well, you should do this. You could do this. What about doing this? You know? And, and I know they're coming from a place of love and trying to help, mm-hmm. man, when I'm in that state, I'm like, you're saying I'm fat. You're saying yeah. I'm less than I am. You're yeah. saying that I need to change. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so of course, as a teenager, uh, yeah. I'm acting out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite of anything yep. they bring. And I was just young. I was immature and I was really scared and, and confused. And, uh, and so I came out of that bathroom that one day after losing my noodle, uh, bawling my eyes, just mm. confronting myself in the mirror. It sounds so cliche when I think yeah. about it, even when I'm saying it, but it was literally that moment where I was uh, drying off after getting out of the shower and just locked eyes with my OB self in the mirror. And I, I, I used to avoid any time seeing my reflection. Like, there's mm. only two photos over a five-year period of time. Wow. Like, like, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I'm very grateful I didn't live in the time that we live now where everyone's got a high pixel phone you yeah, know, yeah. That, that takes these amazing images. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would have done then, especially with social mm. influence you know, mm-hmm. through the media. And um, 100%. Uh, so here I am, you know, I, I come out of this bathroom and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to make a change. I want to do this. My dad saw mm. in my eyes and he was like, I'm going to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, I am not going to say anything. This is a good thing. This is great. And uh, he took me out to buy me a mountain bike that day. Cause I didn't want to do anything that would involve me being around other people. Yeah. I was like, 
no, <laughs> go to a gym. I'm like, yeah. no, no way, yeah. man. I'm not going in there. All those fit people looking yeah. at me. No way. But I could bike. And I lived in a rural, small town outside of Toronto. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of country I could explore once I got out past the outskirts. And uh, mm. so I just took my dad's AM, FM, Sony Walkman, the old yellow brick, and uh, had on one side a band called Tragically Hip, a great Canadian band. And on the other side, I had a band because I was into grunge music. I, I was listening to Alice in Chains a lot. Yeah. So I had this tape and I would literally go on my rides, these epic rides. And as soon as the tape on one side finished and it flipped to the other side, I knew, oh, time to turn around, go back. Oh, wow. And, and I did yeah. that quite often. And it took 20 months, but over a 20 month period from the age of about 15 until 17, mm -hmm. I, I released all this excess weight. I also kickstarted puberty in a better way to sort of serve me because testosterone was also starting mm. to rise. So I was also starting to get healthier and fitter and, and a lot more confident in myself. Um, still dealing with a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and some mm -hmm. other issues, but on the outside, I was looking pretty good. You yeah. know? And I was liking the results because I was you know, getting the attention now and, and what I felt I, I never had yeah. at that point. But here's, sorry, very long answer to a simple question. No, but, no, you're fine. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I always wonder, cause I, I feel that it really gives context to why I do what I do now. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, here I am, you know, 17, almost 18. And I've made this big transformation over, you know, just shy of a couple years and friends of my mom, friends of my dad, you know, parents of some of my friends, <laughs> they saw this transformation over a couple of years. They saw my new lifestyle that's now emerged and just the way I live and the way mm -hmm. I talk and the way I show up. And, and they're like, holy smokes, who is this guy? You know, like, yeah. and I remember them taking time out of their day to find me so they could pick my brain mm -hmm. to help them with some of their lifestyle changes that they were wanting to make. You know, in wow. 17 years of my life, yeah, no one had ever wanted my opinion on anything. Yeah, you know, nobody had asked me what I think, or, or no one ever saw me as an authority on a mm. subject of any kind. Right. I loved it because I loved it because one, I could help them with what I've learned, and, and this is that whole thing about the hero's journey. You overcome this mm -hmm. big obstacle, and we have this big lifestyle change in our own lives. You know, and it could be a financial thing, it could be a physical thing, it could be a health thing. I mean, it's lots of things. We get through that challenge and we realize we get on the other side. And we're like, hey, I'm still okay. I'm still here. This yeah. is good. Okay. Piece, it's yeah. all right. And we often feel drawn to go back to the beginning and now help others do the same thing. And Definitely. That is exactly what I experienced. And, you know, from that point on, in some capacity, whether I was doing it as just as a hobby on the side with a regular job or going to school, I've been actively supporting people with these types of changes. And I, and I love it. You know, I love it because it also gives me a certain level of accountability to, mm -hmm. to be a role model, to, to always be striving to improve. And, and when I say improve, it's not a physical thing for me. Like I don't look at fitness as a get fit. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to quantify fitness. I'm not about how much do you weigh on the scale? What's your body fat percentage? Mm -hmm. That was my 20 year old self. Yeah. <laughs> as I've aged, I've realized that that really doesn't matter. You know, it's the qualification, you know, our ability to qualify our why that we want to be healthy and fit. What does that produce for us long term? And, and so that's sort of the direction I go from now. It's just, well, how do we allow you to f feel more fulfilled, feel more connected mm -hmm. to your life, happier, more positive yeah. to, to riff a line from you, you know? Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And, and so that's it. I just ask questions all day, you know, and, and offer some support where support is needed. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. And I think that's super important especially at that 
age. <laughs> and mm. I even think back when I'm when I was 17, 16, that age, if somebody, especially adults, came to me and was like, I want your opinion on something, I would feel like the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'd be like, oh, awesome. Like you're coming to me for help. Yeah. This is cool. Like, um, and I think that's super important, even if you peel that back and go deeper into it for anybody around that age, like, mm-hmm. you know, that one caring adult or somebody, you know, your dad being supportive, you know, that's really, you know, that helped you get on the bike and go and yes. really go. So that's awesome. Um, yes. Cause I know Thank you. some people don't have that opportunity and that, you know, it really can deter, you know, if somebody does have the really want can. and need and everything. So um, I'm just a big advocate usually um, when it comes to children, like yeah. <laughs> let's put them on the good path, you know, let them oh, get on the bike sure. and go. Don't. Yeah. So I'm really happy that that's uh, the way that it turned out for you. Um, nice. That's really awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you get to do something that you enjoy, which it seems mm. like I'm not going to speak for you, but um, yeah, I do. I'm really I helping do. and everything. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, I guess to piggyback and go more on that, why do you feel or what are some benefits you you think when you come to, you know, making those life decisions and mm. stuff like that? You kind of hit on it too, because it, it's, I feel like uh, the culture now, society, I'm guilty of it too, even now where I'm on this, uh, I say journey, but it's only been like a month, but hey, that's a mm. month of mm. me and my husband have both been like, watching what we eat, trying to uh, yes. be more active drink for me because he loves water and I hate it, but actually <laughs> drinking water, which I've nice. been doing better at and everything. But I find myself sometimes I'm like, I feel great. I feel like I look great and everything, but it's like, Oh, I only, I only lost two pounds. Like this clearly isn't working or anything. So um, how do you feel like that's the, I guess, shifting that and everything like that, how that's important and leads into the true bliss of everything. <laughs> yeah. I love that term bliss. So yeah. good. So it's a good, good term. It really it is. is. It yeah. really is. You know, that's well, riffing on Joseph Campbell again, you know, that's his question that he's mm-hmm. known for is like, are you following your bliss? Yeah. Right. And, and people often say, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, are, are you choosing to live a life that allows you to maximize your sense of happiness, right. joy and fulfillment? I'm like, Whoa, that's a good question. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, if I'm not, why am I not? Well, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, What's holding me back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like one question that unravels a whole pile more well, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so back to your your question, you know, I, I think change is an interesting subject. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think back. I I'm not a Buddhist, but I admire and respect the idea of Buddha. You know, especially just Zen Buddhism, like I, I've, I'm fascinated by it, you know, because I think there's, but just like any religion, I feel there's there's much wisdom to be offered. Oh, like we can learn yeah. from various religions. I find they all come from a good place, you know. They all come from a place, more often than not, from love, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. this idea of positive energy. <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. A, necessarily a negative. I mean, I guess it depends. There's, yeah, there's, <laughs> we won't go into that that religious yeah. discussion, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a whole nother thing and eh, it might be a listener base you don't want to bring on board. So yeah. <laughs> you never know. But um, I think about change, right? And how it shows up for us at times. And, and a lot of times it comes when we don't want it mm. or we least expect it. And right. And that creates a lot of grief for us as well, because there's a lot of fears attached to change. Mm-hmm. You know? And 
especially like when I reflect back on some of the biggest changes I've endured and, and managed to come out on the other side, uh, and I've always come out different, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've I like to think I've evolved into something else because I've actually taken that hard situation, learned from it, and I've been able to grow and you know sort of assimilate it into who I am, and mm-hmm. it's part of that evolution of me. And what's important to know, and why I sort of bring up that this sort of bigger concept is especially when it comes to lifestyle changes, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have certain habits, but we all react differently because our bodies are so different. Our metabolisms are different. Our body compositions are different. You know, what we've been exposed to throughout our entire life is different. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at a lot of these famous twin studies, it's like, why is one twin extremely ripped and the other one's obese? Like what happened there? Mm-hmm. Well, how did that work? You know, and then they do some genetic screening. Like there's all sorts of tests they'll do, they'll do observational stuff. And then often just comes down to what they were doing day in, day out. Mm-hmm. One was playing sports, the other one wasn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, they were both eating the same stuff. Same, well, yeah, yeah. It, 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 so you can start to see patterns. And I think we all have certain patterns in our life. Some of them are really good and they help serve our greater vision for ourselves. You know, we all want to think we're, we're here for a purpose. At least <laughs> we may not know it right out of the gate, but we're searching for it. You yeah, know, we're always exactly. searching for it, looking for that extra meaning of why we're here. Why, mm-hmm. why am I meant to be here? And, and mm-hmm. because when we get connected, really connected with that, some of the little decisions that we make every day, we don't even think about them anymore. They right. just sort of happen. And that's what I try to bring up. Like lifestyle shifts is really more than just a habit it's now a lifestyle it's just something that you do you mm-hmm. know, think about it and so like what you guys have been experiencing is you, you've made it a focus point right it's like we're going to be monitoring a bit of what we're eating we're going to monitor our, our daily movement we're just going to be aware hyper aware yeah. of some of our decisions and what we're doing when we tie results though and our happiness to get achieving certain results based on certain expectations of how quickly results should come based on just general information, say, yeah. this can lead to, to some challenges, right? Yeah. Because if we have these expectations that might be completely brand new, because again, we're so different, even though we're, we're looking, oh, this, this person's program, look at all the people that have gotten great results. It must mean it's going to work for me, mm-hmm. you know? And we, we adopt that new way. And for some reason, it doesn't provide us those kind of results. Well, what's going on? Should we just quit? Should we yeah. stop? Should, you know, but the brain just starts thinking about all these excuses, all these reasons why you might not be doing it the right way. You know, like we're, we're so self-critical a lot of the times. Right. And that in turn can be just another thing to just prevent us from just embracing that this is a journey, you know, to, to refer to what you said earlier, it yep. is a journey, whether it's a month long or not, it doesn't matter. It's still a, you're off on a journey. You're, you're going to a destination that you have in your mind we don't exactly know how long it's going to take to get there. doesn't mean you stop moving towards it. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that is the big piece to be remember is, is the consistency aspect, you know, uh, change is always happening no matter. And just sort of finish that loop on the Zen P- Buddhism type part. Like Buddha said, there's only one thing that we really know for absolute certainty is that nothing will stay the same. Mm. Everything's always in a cha- a state of change. You know, even the walls, you know, like science has proven this. And I'm always amazed that Buddha has said this 2,500 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, science has only caught up in the last hundred years to, to actually validate and prove that he was absolutely right. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, that's pretty neat. There must be something to this. You yeah. know, we all are just energy. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And uh, so when you accept that everything changes, whether you like it or not, 
you, you can really start to think about, well, what are some types of changes I want to be proactive and get in front of, you know, help facilitate on my own behalf versus the changes that we really have no control over and, and being able to now filter and recognize our space in that, you know, and, and it, it is a lot of self-accountability for sure. Uh, but it's nice to know that when change happens, it happens. Right. For me, you know, if we're talking more about the psychology and that motivational aspect that, that keeps us hooked on wanting to keep doing the new habit, you know, to, to feel some results, I, as you say, yeah, you can quantify it. So like you could say, well, I want to lose two pounds a week. Great. But if you don't hit the two pounds, is that going to be such a, a disappointment that it right. now sets you off down a different path that might not be as focused on those results that you originally envisioned? And mm -hmm. so it's looking for other metrics if you will, or other ways of qualifying. So I, I, my, things I would ask you and, and your, your, your husband is, well, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel rested? Do you feel like you had a good night's sleep? Or do you feel like you, you get up and you better go back to bed because you just yeah. feel tired and groggy still? You know, like that's one aspect. It's yeah. not really something you can quantify, but right. you can speak to it, right? How do your pants feel? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they're feeling a lot looser. You know, how's your tops, your dress shirts? Well, yeah, I can do up the top button now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's other little pieces that remind us of the progress we're making. Mm. And uh, for me, especially when I was at my point where I told you about the mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, being that we were in the rural, rural, I can't say that word, but we were out yeah. in the country, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I remember there's this hill called uh, uh, Concession Street. And, uh, you know, I live in the West coast now, like I can see the Rockies, you know, from my place, like mm -hmm. it, it's some big mountains there. Those are mountains. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can yeah. also see Mount Baker, you know, and, uh, uh, Mount Washington, you know, on a really clear day, we can see the tip of it. Like those are mountains. Well, yeah, yeah. my limited scope plus my very large size and my, uh, lack of athleticism when I first got started, there was this hill and I call it a hill. And, and, but you know, it's just funny how our perspective shifts over, over time, over time. Yeah. At that time I thought it was Everest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was coming to that mountain and here I am trying to cycle up. And I remember the very first time I came to it, I made it a third of the way, one third. And then I had to get off and walk my bike to the top. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept going from there. I didn't turn around and go back. I knew, Hey, I, there's something at the top of this hill. I'm, I'm I just yeah. got to get to the top. So I'll just get off and I'll walk. No problem. And then I came back the next day and my goal was make it just a little bit further. Yeah. Make it a little bit further. Anyways, three and a half weeks later, I ascended that hill in one go. I didn't have to get off my bike. Yeah. That was only in three and a half weeks. My physicality hadn't changed a ton. Okay. I'd lost some weight for sure. Mm -hmm. But not so much that, you know, everybody around me would be like, whoa, you've lost weight. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. only three and a half weeks in. And yet I was at the top of that mountain. I felt I was on top of the world. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause all of a sudden the first time in my life, I was like, holy smokes, change is real. That I made and the actions that I followed it with. And, you know, at 14, almost 15, that was a really big, valuable uh, oh, my, my internet might be going a little bit in and out there. I don't know. Did yeah. you lose me there? Did I fade out? I got my little symbol there. I don't know. Sorry about that, Stephen. If I cut but, out for a second there. I think, you, yeah, it did, but then it, I don't know. <laughs> it came back in. Anyways, I, I yeah. was just saying, you know, I, I, once you get to that space and you, you start to really believe in yourself and the ability to make changes mm. based on the choices and the actions that you do, it's a very empowered place to be because it's a skill you've just learned. 
And it's a truth that you've just learned. Definitely. And the cool thing is about that, you really can't unlearn it. You can't. You know what I mean? Like, you know how being positive, you know, whether you do it just by default or by choice, yeah. as my wife will always tell me, kindness, it's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she'll remind our family yeah. and uh, rather irritatingly, uh, but, <laughs> but it always puts a smile on her face, right? It just shifts us uh, when she says it in that kind of a, a shriek more than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, yeah, there's a whole story that, but I won't go down that path. But uh, you know, I, I just think about yourself and that, that choice to be positive and to, to create positive, but also impart positivity into others, you know, make those deposits to, to, to help make the world a better place. Yeah. That's still a choice. And it's a skill that you're doing and you're refining by doing it repetitively. And I think when we start looking at some of these aspects, even like change, well, change, yeah. Can it be a skill? Well, in a way it can be at least the actions that are help facilitating the change. Right. If we're not getting the results right away though, like we don't have Amazon Prime. Oh man, do I really want to order that now? You know, like it's funny how we've just changed. We get things oh, so yeah. quickly now. Right? One things yesterday, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that wild? Like, it is. Because like, I see how that instant gratification plays out in other areas of my life. You know, and and uh, if I wanted everything right now, there's a lot of things that unfortunately you just can't get right now. Yeah. There's things that take time. It take time to, to, to develop the skills to go even go after or right. say yes to myself, yeah. that that's something that I want. And, and yet, because things don't happen fast enough, we are very quick to give up at times. That's why I've noticed in some of my clients and I've experienced that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going back to the, going up the hill, you know, yeah. some people m- got third way and nope i'm good i'm i'm stopping so you do kind of have to it does it takes it takes and it sounds cliche but it's like nobody said it was going to be easy sometimes it takes work and effort that you might not have thought that it would but it definitely does um and i have to constantly remind myself that um even going back to the example of like eating a little bit healthier and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. that instant like i want to look like a Hemsworth now, like, or not, not that I do, but I was like, you know, it's like, I want that now. And it's like, uh, yeah. but even, even going back to what you said before too, it, it's, it's hard. You kind of have to stick with it too. Cause I've tried before, like, Oh, I'm going to eat, you know, better drink water and everything. Um, and then it's like, uh, I've lost five pounds, but then gained one pound back. So whatever i'm eating pizza <laughs> it's just <laughs> out the door let me go yeah. get you know a vanilla coke which was my downfall but uh, mine think... used to be uh like uh, diet pepsi i used oh, to yeah. drink just a ton especially when i give up alcohol like that was my go-to yeah to the point where i, I started having some health complications because of the amount of diet coke i was drinking like it was i had it's no bad, idea yeah. no idea you know? yeah it's, it's wild People don't realize how, how, I don't know, that's a whole nother thing, but like. Yeah, it, yeah, but like, but there are those little things that we we do become very patterned to having. Yeah. And, and it's because we know how quick that instant gratification can be, right? Mm-hmm. That, that little dopamine hit, that feeling exactly. of satisfaction. Like it is amazing to see how quick we can just go back 
on, or, or do the opposite of something that we've said that we don't want to do anymore. Exactly. You know? and, and, and I'm always fascinated by that because I see it in my own life and I'm like, I'm always like criticizing myself too about it. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe I just did that. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, just certain things, even with the, how I train or how I want to show up for my family, like I'll, I'll catch myself not showing up as my best mm. and giving myself excuses to, yeah. to show why it's okay. Like to justify the action. Yeah. And, uh, that's unacceptable, you know. Yeah. Like we often wouldn't accept that of others, definitely. And, and yet we'll often we'll often accept it of ourselves, and mm-hmm. it's weird. Hold right? ourselves I mean, to a different standard, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody so, should yeah. be on the same playing field. I feel like, yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. I'm like, you know better, Stephen. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah. Sometimes I have to remind myself, like, yes, you'll be happy for twenty minutes after you eat this big greasy hamburger and down all these french fries and drink a vanilla coke but then i'm like sure but then later tonight (laughs) you're gonna be miserable and not yeah and it it, i definitely had to do baby steps it's like okay maybe i'll get a uh a grilled chicken sandwich but i'm still eating the french fries (laughs) like yes yeah it it took me a while but you know what it's subtle changes exactly subtle changes add up to big changes later 100 percent yeah, the baby yeah. steps. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to talk about because I saw some and I always live vicariously through people that have traveled um, mm. <laughs> and been to a lot of interesting places. Um, even to me, Canada would be an amazing place to go. To. <laughs> um, Thanks. Yeah, the, the furthest north that I've been and I, I was actually talking to somebody else because they did a lot of traveling. I'd interviewed them. Uh, the furthest north I've been in the United States is to uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. and then florida has been the most south, but i've only been oh, to like that's pretty south though <laughs> yeah um because yeah. i was born there too and everything but i mean i haven't really gone to a lot of places even in the U- u.s but i have quote unquote gone out of the country but it's it was on a cruise ship so oh that's cool though that'd be fun it's cool yeah i love cruising yeah. that's one of me yeah. and my husband we we love it so i did so get good. to go to jamaica Haiti, uh, Mexico, and the Bahamas. So that that was nice. But oh, yeah, um, nice. I would love to give you, you oh. a spotlight and let you talk about your travels, oh. some of the places oh. that you've been to, the experiences. <laughs> so I, I always just love hearing travel stories. Well, you know, I hadn't done a lot of traveling up until I, I guess it would be six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but my wife had. You know, and when we left, or sorry, when we first met, and mm-hmm. before she left, uh, the first time, because uh, I happened to just meet her when she was back in Vancouver between big big trips. You know, okay. she was back in Vancouver after traveling to like Thailand and Australia. She had to come back to save up some more money to go do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I happened to meet her in that in between. But I was very much focused on my career. You know, I was a couple of years older than her. We're both in her early twenties at the time. And, uh, <laughs> but she had such fascinating stories about all these cool places that she traveled and, and she just loved to travel. She loved to meet, mingle in other cultures, you know, like to go and live there and, and meet the people and try the foods and experiences. So these stories are very rich. And, and for me, someone that was not very well traveled most of my life, um, you know, with, with the exception of the occasional family vacation, right. I, I, I was very limited, you know, mm-hmm. and just my perspective on it, but seeing how passionate she was, it, it got me excited, you know, and 
but I found myself stifling a lot of dreams of travel yeah. because to be honest, I, I didn't think it was feasible or, or something that was realistic for me in say like the next 20 years mm-hmm. at the time, you know? So here I'm in my least 20, I think to honestly think about traveling the world and living in other countries. I mean, that was such a, pardon the pun, but a foreign thought that yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't even on the radar, you exactly, know? but, but yeah. I would entertain her, you know, we're just dating. We're just getting to know each other. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course I would dream of seeing other countries and that, but that wasn't the main thing, right. That, that drew us together. It was that we actually just have been together. Yeah. And uh, which was interesting because then she left after we'd only been dating for a few months mm-hmm. and I was like really upset, bummed about it. I was like, ah, man, she's gone for a year, maybe longer. I don't even know. And uh, so we, we kind of broke up. We weren't really a committed relationship, but mm-hmm. we had said that we want to be, you know, we, we, we envision and we'll see what happens whenever she comes back, which was no date. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but then she eventually came back. She cut her trip short after four months. Oh, came wow. back, and uh, and we've been together ever since. And why I'm bringing this up backstory up is because we started having kids within a couple of years after that, and mm-hmm. and and then you know just building a life together. Right. But it was the life where she had accepted that I'm here to work on my career for the next twenty years, you know, and beyond. Like I mean, I ended up founding a company, and that occupied a lot of my time, a lot yeah. of my space. It was my thing, and it defined who I was. I'll be very honest, and this may resonate or may not with some people, but I defined a lot of my value based on my career and my mm-hmm. profession, you know, like my title yeah, and, and what it brought me. And, 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 you know, just amazing how that ego geared me to doing a lot of things in my life yeah. and uh, not always positive things, but also I was very good at putting on a mask. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and later on, you know, I, I went through some big changes and I, I won't, if it comes up, we'll, we'll go back there. But it, this mm-hmm. change happened about 11 years ago, just made some lifestyle shifts again. Um, Cause I really felt I needed to yeah. more than that. I really wanted to. And so when, during those changes, you know, it opened up some dialogue with my wife and I were, we started to dream together again. You know, like before that, I just, I didn't want to dream. I didn't like, talking about five to 10 year visions. I was like, no way. I get, yeah. I just, I can't see anything being different than what I'm doing right now. You know, right. like, that's just the place I was in. And, yeah. and to be honest, I liked it. I was happy, um, mm-hmm. but I definitely compromised on a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so that starts to erode at some of that false happiness, we'll call it, you know, yeah, cause yeah. I, I was, Good way I'd say it. I was more content. I was yeah. content, you know, I wasn't really ecstatic or happy mm-hmm. or just naturally feeling that sense of joy even. Mm-hmm. but I wasn't, you know, crying. So can't be all bad. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And uh, so my wife started sharing podcasts with me. Okay. As we're having these new dialogues, new conversations, we're experiencing a lot of personal growth and we're starting to pursue a lot more passion projects just outside of our careers. And, and so things are changing, you know, at least our perspectives changing, our belief mm-hmm. systems are being challenged and changed. And, you know, she starts thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we could travel as a family? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like with kids, kids, you mean like with the kids are there now? Like, yeah, no, I, that's crazy. You mean like, what about their schooling? Like Steve, can I say Steve or do you prefer Steven? Steven. Thank you for asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd ask that. And so Steven, like it's, it's weird, right? Like you Mm. you just find yourself in that place where all of a sudden you start dreaming that life could be different. Mm Mm-hmm but I had a lot of beliefs that would fight against it. 
you know, I was like, you're talking about like, I mean, what would we do for money? Like, what about our jobs? Like kids school, like, and then, you know, just even talking about what about my buddy, you know? Oh, we've got golf, you know, like right, right, <laughs> just right. All these, every little just, thing you can think of, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. And I, it was just a lot of fear for me, just mm-hmm. a lot of fear for her. She, she could care less. She, she's like, I can live out of a backpack forever. And I know the kids could too. And I was like, I'm glad you're confident about this. Cause I'm not, yeah. <laughs> it's so foreign to me. It's not even funny. Yeah. And, and yet she started dripping on me little podcast, these family travel podcasts, or, or, and also, you know, adding me to these Facebook community groups of, of families that are full-time families and they, mm-hmm. they're nomadic. They're all over the world. Yeah. It's like, wow, there's a lot of these people that they're actually doing this. I'm like, it don't seem crazy. I mean, that was my belief. I was like, you're crazy to do that. That's just right, right, right. Isn't that like a form of child abuse, you know, like, yeah, you know, like give your kids an education, you know, like all that. Well, eventually got to me and I was like, why not? Right. Because I started thinking, you know, I used to say to Christine, I was like, well, you know, maybe when I'm 50, you know, we can take an extended break from the company and, mm-hmm. and we can do some traveling together. You know, the kids will be off and, and living their lives by that point. And hey, we could, we could do it then. But you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was sort of that thing. And, and really accepting that I just, I don't know where I'll be when I'm 50. Mm-hmm. You know? And at this time, I wasn't even 40 yet. Uh, when this started to happen, it was mm-hmm. more in my mid to late 30s. And Eventually, we just started saying, well, I don't want to be, you know, 50, 55, 60 years old and thinking back. You remember that time we had that conversation when the kids were younger and we could have traveled together as a family? I didn't want to think back and say, man, I really wish we did that. Yeah. So then I started saying, well, if I do want to do this, what's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? And we got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm going to quit my career of 17 years and here i'm a partner in the company when i'm like i'm done i want to leave i'm i'm just i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not really passionate about this i do it i know i'm good at it i was leaving at the top of my game yeah. <laughs> but i didn't want to do it any longer that was the mm-hmm. bottom line um so i quit my job wow and uh big step yeah it was a big step i did give them 20 months notice oh. <laughs> it's funny how that 20 months comes up again but yeah 20 months notice and you know and then i left uh my wife a month after i had left my career she left hers hmm. uh, two months after that we pulled the kids out of school and uh, then it took us about two months after that just to get rid of all our stuff yeah. and to sublet out our place and then we were like, let's pack up the SUV and we'll just start driving south. Let's just go traveling. Let's just start that way. Right. You know, well, we, we knew a lot of people in different states in the, in the U.S. and they had couches and spare rooms. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's also motels, hotels, Airbnb. I mean, there's all these options. All these, we're like, yeah. we can do this because we downsized our lifestyle. We had a little bit of savings, but not a lot. Um, but I had some online stuff I was doing sporadically, which is providing it just enough income that when we did the budget, we're like, you know, we don't have all these extra expenses anymore. Yeah simplified our lifestyle very true but we can now have a lot more experiences we don't have all this stuff we we move a lot more more nimble Mm -hmm. and and that's how we got started you know going somewhere that was really close to home Mm -hmm. for that safety factor and also during that process you know we would often ask us well what's the worst thing that can happen by us you know pursuing this passion to be a full-time family as well as travel around the world Mm -hmm. can we do this you know sure we can do this and if we do this, like, do you think we can make it work? Yeah, yeah, I think we can. There's other people that have done it. And it's like, well, is it going to be worth it? And I'm like, 
Oh yeah, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. You know, because of that whole question. It's like, will I regret not doing this or doing this? And right. I'm like, I, I can live with the regret of doing it and something a mistake happens or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And our worst case scenario was we're gonna run out of money. We're gonna have to live in our, our parents' basement and get jobs again and build ourselves back up. And yeah. We're like, that's really the worst that could happen. Yeah. In the so, grand scheme of things, that's not really <laughs> it wasn't that big of a like it yeah. wasn't enough for us to not try it. Exactly. And so that's what we did. We started, we went down south. We were, we were sun people. We love the sun. We love warmth, which is, you know, for a kid, it's why we live in Vancouver, to be honest, because at least we don't get, you know, snows in the mountains here or mm-hmm. in the city. We rarely ever, ever get snow, mm. which is great. It's a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still cold. It's not like, you know, warm weather where, where necessarily you live, you know, where you don't usually get snow. And, yeah, yeah. but I like the tropics. Okay. Like I like warmth. I want yes. sunshine. And so we, we made our way to California and we hung out with some family in Palm Springs and Palm desert as well as San Diego. And so we sort of hopped around there for a number of months and doing little travel here and there, you know, Disneyland and some of the touristy stuff, as well yeah, as just course. hitting up the beaches and the parks, lots yeah. of parks, lots of hikes. And, uh, from there, we, we, we sort of traveled around the U S and then came back up to Canada in the summer, traveled around Canada, uh, and then went back down to the States again. And the reason why we were staying in North America was my father was ill. He had mm. uh, pancreatitis, which eventually progressed into pancreatic cancer. Mm. And uh, we knew that as much as we had this aspiration to go overseas, we're like, oh, we just, it's just a matter yeah. of when, you know? And uh, it, it would be really challenging to, to have to factor in all that extra travel, especially with just the unknown uh, right. of my dad and his health. And uh, which... And this is the thing I want to make note of, you know, so we traveled around North America, my dad got ill and we were able to go and hang out with him and, and my family in Ontario uh, for those final six months of his life. Oh. I Had I not left a career a year and a half, almost two years earlier, that wouldn't have been an option or a yeah. possibility. And, and I, I just want to plant that seed because we sometimes don't realize that some of the things as fearful as they may be, leaning into that and saying yes to that one change or experience, mm-hmm. it could be the, the seed that's planted that grows into something completely different Definitely. years down later. But because you did that one thing now, <laughs> it may open up future opportunities yeah. and yeses for you. You know, there's emotion. Yeah. And so, you know, some people say things happen for a reason. I'm beginning as I age and I see things more, I'm believing it more and more, you know? And, uh, after my dad passed, uh, we went overseas and uh, we decided to go to Southeast Asia, Bali, Indonesia as the first spot. And uh, we rented a place for three months on Airbnb. Just thought, let's just give this a try. Let's, yeah. let's see what it's like. And uh, it was amazing. It was just absolutely wonderful. You know, the people there, the culture, the food, uh, the weather. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, it was just nice too, because we wanted a place to be able to visit other parts of, of Southeast Asia, like Thailand, Kuala Lumpur, you know, other parts of Malaysia, Singapore. Uh, It's just, you know, Thailand, we went to Bangkok a a couple of times. Like it's just an easy place to travel around to Southeast Asia. Similar to like, I I think about it, like it being in the U S you know, you guys have so much population. You can warrant these little hop flights that often don't cost a ton of money. You know, Mm -hmm. it's cheaper than riding the bus sometimes when you factor Mm -hmm. in time and all that. Right. Asia is very much the same because of the populations. They just have higher volume. So it's much more economical. Like in Canada, we're so big <laughs> and small population, but large landmass, it's really expensive to travel, especially by air. 
You know, yeah. like it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, how much would a flight be from like New York to LA? What do you think is that? What would that be typically for LA and New York? I yeah, have to fully admit I've never been on an airplane, so I don't know. Really? Ever? <laughs> Ever, yeah. Well, you got to come to Vancouver. That way yeah. you can just take a flight, you know? Exactly. Oh, it's it's cool. a fun fact I always oh. tell people I've never gotten off. I have no idea. To travel on a plane anywhere. So <laughs> your guess is... Yeah, you've been on some big boats, though. Yeah, I've been on huge ships, but <laughs> never <laughs> up in the air. So one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I look forward to the day that uh, you, you make your way to Vancouver so you can get on a plane, man. Yeah, it's, exactly. uh, yeah. And, and sorry, I was going off the way off no, 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 course there. We'll just say that. But, yeah. uh, w- you know, economics is definitely something that plays into this kind of a lifestyle shift mm-hmm. that we made as a family. And and even though we, we weren't making a ton of money, it's not like we were independently wealthy or had any big like inheritances or anything like that. Right. Uh, far from that. And but when you really start to look at what you want and if it's something that you really, really want and you start to ask yourself all those questions about, well, what do I need to do to get there, to achieve mm-hmm. that, to, to acquire that? You can look at a lot of factors and finances will come into it as well. And, and so it's just a matter of kind of reverse engineering from that end goal and figuring out, well, what do we really need to make this happen? Not, not a matter of what I want, but what do I really need? Mm-hmm. And I think there's always a difference, you know, and uh, I, I see this a lot with my older clients, you know, especially guys that are more in their fifties and sixties are as they're getting to that period where they're feeling like they really want to pivot more into retirement and not work so much. Um, there's a lot of questions that come up, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just, we don't know. Like and a lot of people are, are really uncomfortable to make that commitment because it mm-hmm. does involve a lot of change. You just right. don't know what's going to happen. And uh Cause you know, if we all had a clock on the wall that counted down from the day we were born, you know, like just say like, you know, the average lifespan of, of human beings globally is like 78 years of age. So, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine you had a clock on the wall that had 78 years on it and every birthday just counted down one. I mean, uh, it's just not that in our face, is it? Yeah, no, that would be <laughs> super depressing. Yeah. Well, but, but I, I wonder, but if we thought about that a little bit, you know, just a little yeah. bit every day. It, would it make us choose to do things a little bit differently? If we were that aware that, you know, this, this time that I have here, it is limited. Yeah. It, it is limited. I don't know when it's going to end, but I know it's going to end <laughs> at least in this it, shape yeah. and form. Right. And, right. Um, so it, yeah, th- these are the things that I find myself thinking a lot about, yeah. especially for the last 10 years. And, uh, but I had to get to a point where I was open to thinking about this kind of stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to thrust this on anyone and, and yeah. I'm not here to do that, but I'm here it's to not just not an say, overnight thing. Yeah. No, no, not at all. But it doesn't mean I don't want to invite people to ask those kind of questions mm-hmm. because I think they can be very clarifying questions, but also empowering questions for us to seek the answers. Definitely. Because it just helps us feel more connected with our life and the people in it, it helps us feel a little bit happier. Helps us say yes to those things that normally fear would prevent us from saying yes. Mm. And it's not a, a fear that's like, am I going to die doing this? I'm talking about just yeah. some of those more irrational fears that are just things that hold us back from doing things that we have identified are important to us. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and then embracing that and doing it anyways. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Anyways, but travel, man, it, it, I, I would highly 
recommend you and your husband get an opportunity to go to Bali. Let me know. Got some yeah. pe- lovely people I'd love to introduce you to. And, and our favorite guy, Putu, he's a tour guide as well as a driver. And uh, he's just awesome. Anybody that wants to go to Bali. And, and the funny thing is, name Putu is very well known. It's like Bob. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Everybody knows Bob's. Oh, yeah. um, but they have this this way of naming their children and uh, like Wyan's the firstborn. And uh, so whether you're your first daughter or first son, they would often be called Wyan. So it's the same. And, and so as soon as you meet a Wyan, you know, oh, you're the firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> you wow, know, and they so go through these numbers. Yeah. yeah. Where Putu, I believe, is is the second or third born. Mm. I'm trying to remember the order right now. But uh, and it was a beautiful place. We ended up staying for two and a half years. So what started oh, wow. as a three month like test. <laughs> It turned into two and a half years. And uh, wow, that's awesome, yeah. though. Well, you know, we didn't set out for that. That yeah. wasn't the plan initially. But once you get there and you realize, wow, this, I mean, it, it's classified as a developing country, mm. but Bali's kind of a bubble because it's mm. propped up by tourism. Mm. And because of that, you get a lot of first world amenities. Yeah. yeah. But you get it at really competitive pricing you know mm. so when we looked at the amount of money that we'd spend to live in vancouver versus say live in bali we're like you know it's we're going to spend probably similar-ish when we factor in some of our travel and the extended visas and all that other stuff but the quality of life yeah for the dollar it was like crazy i mean it was yeah. awesome you know you've been well even on those cruises like you've been in various ports around the world um like why do we go to mexico i mean imagine yeah. like there's Mexico's beautiful. There's some yeah. wonderful places there. I got a lot of friends in Tulum, you know, and uh, it, it's amazing. Like, well, just beautiful. And but the cost of living is pretty low still, even though it's it's tourism bubble. It's still comparatively to some of the things that it's much more accessible. And you know, there's a great article that just came out recently that talked about the top 20 places that uh, people can retire as kings or queens or yeah. something to that extent, you know. But they were just looking at these different developing parts of the world where. You're just your dollar's gonna get you so much further. Yeah, you know, and uh, that that's what attracts us. That and the people is what kept us there, though. <laughs> you know, the cultures, the, the, yeah, the experience, definitely. and uh, but it was a, a financial decision that also influenced. It. I just want to be transparent with that. You know, it's yeah, like, uh, we want to go somewhere where we can have a high quality life, but exactly, yeah, yeah, you know, and also based on the amount of income or inconsistencies we had in our income, it was easier for us to to forecast. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot less intimidating. And uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty much a snapshot of, of the travel piece. Places, and then we moved yeah. back to Vancouver right before COVID. It wasn't a COVID oh, decision gosh. to come back. I just want people to know that. It wasn't COVID that we came yeah. back. We came back before that, but it was because our kids wanted to finish high school in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And now- And here we are. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're still here. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. though that yeah. um, I definitely- the, opportunity if ever arises to travel and everything um definitely want to where do you want to go first uh well okay so here's the thing i always (laughs) tell people this because yes i want to travel overseas and uh, but i've also there's so much that i haven't even seen in my quote unquote backyard own backyard so for example i've never been to new york city I want to go to New York City. Like, I want to go. I've never been to California. I want to go to California. So there's even places in the States that I want to go to. um, That seem. We were actually, we planned a trip, but we had to cancel it last year to go to New York. Um, Yeah. So now I'm just like, okay, well, maybe 2022 will be the year to be able to go. And we were actually, because at first I was like, oh, I get to go on a plane, but my husband hates flying. And he was like, 
Why don't we drive and see uh, these states on the way up? Cool. And go to DC, Washington, DC, and stuff. And I was like, never been there. That'd be fun too. So, um, but then with everything, we were like, I don't think this makes sense to go and when everything's closed down too. I was like, I just, I want to go see a Broadway show and Broadway was closed. So, a lot of like the stereotypical touristy things that I wanted to do and it's like oh it's closed it's not available so yeah but I definitely want to (laughs) go well I I, I'm excited for you to go you know because I I know that it's one of those things that you just it just opens our eyes to a lot of other things you know and and being someone that was rather resistant to travel Mm -hmm. I gotta say I I really learned to love it and uh, it was also a lot easier because my wife loved it so much. You know, yeah. my kids were really enjoying it. They were great travelers. So okay. that made it uh, a little bit easier for me to, to, to also learn to, to enjoy it. And because uh, it's not really the travel I enjoy, but I enjoy getting there. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's, it's the getting to the destination. That's always yeah. what I love best. And uh, oh, yeah. sometimes it just takes a little bit of a commitment because, you know, to go to a place like Bali, it, it's for us traveling from Vancouver, it's just under 24 hours oh, where people yeah. from like your side uh, of mm. the States, uh, you're probably looking at closer to 30 on oh. average, you know, oh. that's a big commitment for travel. It is. Yeah, definitely. Know? And it's usually yeah. three flights. You yeah. Know? We're, we're fortunate. We can usually do it in two from Vancouver because of the, just the frequency of flights to Asia, but mm. uh, at least that's what it used to be like. Right. Yeah. But, oh yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Things, things, changing yeah that's a that is a huge commitment <laughs> i'm usually like five hours in the car and i'm like oh, all right this is enough <laughs> so i can imagine yeah right. three flights and everything oh 30 hours that's yeah but i like yeah. i i always look forward to the end i'm like push through the ending is you know what's going to be the the best part about this experience so, it really is yeah, yeah. so I'm trying to learn to enjoy the journey, as they say. Yeah. Uh, But when it comes to travel, I I, I do struggle at times. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm trying. We're all learning. We're all, we're all, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, I always like to ask, and this could be anyone, family, Mm -hmm. anybody, real um, leaders, who inspires you? Who are some people that come to mind when you, or- Okay, you, you may, uh, this is like very front of mind for me. My, mm-hmm. my eldest daughter, she's 17, soon to be 18. And during COVID, her and I got totally into and binged everything RuPaul. Oh, yeah. Everything. Like, it, it was awesome. And, and I, I am so inspired by her. Like, it is ridiculous. I am just so impressed by her platform. Mm-hmm. What, what what she's uh, been able to do and, and just how she gives back. And I, I just, yeah. I, I was just so, uh, I'm just enamored, you mm-hmm. know, like just in that. And, and obviously it's, it's great TV as well. Oh, yeah. and it's really entertaining. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just super amazed by that. So th- that's been something that's really front of mind for me guys. The new season just started. So yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a couple it's wild. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 but what they're doing this season is like crazy, right? It like, is. It's, it's so, so, oh, it's all like, over the place. I can't yeah. wait till they merge the groups. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. But, uh, be, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been somebody that I, you know, I would love to have a conversation. 
Oh yeah. Like really just, just because her journey, like I've, because it also introduced us just to that whole culture, mm-hmm. right. Uh, uh, the drag culture and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it, it interesting. I, I've been a part of it at times based on friends that participate yeah. are, are in drag or sorry, are, are um, uh, do a lot of the shows here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been around it, but never really, had that much exposure to it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then, so we started watching documentaries and RuPaul, holy smokes, I had no idea how long her career is. Oh yeah. That's what people, I'm like, it, go, it did not start in 2009 when the show no. started <laughs> at all. No, I watched this documentary and they were talking about the seventies in New York city. And yeah. there was a young RuPaul there. And yeah. like, I was like, holy, I, I just, which gave me a whole nother level of respect mm-hmm. and consider like to, that is foresight yeah like but talk about you're doing something that you love when there's not even really an industry for it yet correct yeah like paving that, the way yeah oh i i was just so impressed and you know now it's amazing all the accolades that, that they've been receiving for the show over the yeah. last couple of years and it's like yeah of course i mean it, they're well deserved so oh, yeah. th- that's a real person that i'm just right now right now yeah. based on you asking that question who, who's someone that i'm very impressed but also just learning a lot more about and uh I also really admire, and I just finished a couple um, biographies, uh, one of which by Michael J. Fox and the other mm. by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. And interesting, both actors, right? Yeah. One one from a, a, a medical perspective has been challenged most of his career, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Michael J. Fox with Parkinson's. I was just like, just, I didn't really understand or know this full story. Mm-hmm. And I think you may, if you're, if you're not familiar with his story, it may be something that you want to check out because he, he, he like you, he's all about contributing positivity, mm-hmm. creating positive experiences and, and really just making the world a better place. And, and he does it through a lot of different means, obviously. And, and then Matthew McConaughey, you know, I, I respect him as an actor. I've been yeah. entertained by a lot of his movies. My wife and I have watched a lot of the rom-coms that he's in. Yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly. Yeah. And I always admired him. I thought he was really cool, but I didn't really know how much depth he had as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so listening to the audiobook, I was just like, wow. You know, and the name of his book's called Green Light. So he has this underlying tone. Have you had an opportunity to check the book yet? Or, I have uh, not, no. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I'll just say the yeah. title's called Green Lights. And it's all about just this idea of life is full of traffic lights. Mm. You know, and yeah. We're just looking to lean into more of those green lights, mm-hmm. you know, get out of our own way, allow things just to flow, but yellow lights, you know, mm-hmm. red lights pop up. And, and so he's sharing these stories and this underlying sort of narrative that runs throughout his life story and how he experienced certain things and moments. And mm-hmm. yeah, just, it was really interesting. So uh, yeah, thanks for that question. You got me just thinking about all these things. And yeah, obviously yeah, there's yeah. a lot more I could add to that, but those are the ones that are most recent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's nice to uh, go uh, because the clue I know more about RuPaul than the other two, but yeah, uh, I like too that it's it's branching out. You know, there's Drag Race UK, yes, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race Canada, yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> Did you watch it, by the way? I have not. Different caliber. I'll yeah, tell you that right now, it yeah. reminded me of first season of like of Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, I, but I wanted to wait until it was all out so I could binge it. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, but not yeah. for the the U.S. one. I'm like, no, I'm gonna watch it as a. I, I yeah, yeah. We, we have to, and it's but it's, it's crazy so. throughout the whole week. All we find ourselves is you know just yammering on it, but uh, yeah, uh, it's so good. So, it is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, who who else were you saying there that um, uh, like for you? Who's your answer right now? At least right now, most most recently for you. Uh, for right now, actually, um, 
Well, she's always been uh, an inspiration, but now because I actually started listening to a lot of her essays um, that she wrote for Amazon Prime, Mindy Kaling, um, love her. Yeah, she, um, she, oh gosh, what was that show? I haven't watched it because... I just I don't know it's a, a the office she was one of okay, the, the, the first office, yeah. female writers um she and she's also a woman of color um uh-huh. she wrote and acted on that and then she um ended up having her own show the Mindy Project wow. um so it, it was really and she's just so funny and uh she's an excellent writer as well too she has two books out but then she she wrote a lot of different um essays for Amazon um Audible so if you're oh, yeah. on yes. Prime, you get it for yeah. free. And it, it's her actually talking and everything like that, too. So um, I've been listening to those and I'm like, I, I just adore her. And she actually yeah. posted a picture um, this morning with everything going on and swearing of the new president and everything like that of our new vice president, um, Kamala, and yes. her daughter looking and saying, oh, you know, that looks like mom. Cause you know, person, woman of color and everything. And I just was like, oh, that's so inspiring and powerful oh. and beautiful and great. So uh, yeah, Mindy Kaling. I'm gonna totally check that out. That, that, she sounds great. Yeah, that's, she uh, is hilarious too. Really? She, yeah, she was, um, she was in, oh, what was that movie with all, uh, Ocean's 8, she was in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you seen Ocean's Eight? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the Indian woman that the, the jeweler that took away took it all yes. apart. Okay. Yes. Okay. No way. Oh, great. She's Mindy a great Kaley. actress. As well. She is. Actor, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's amazing. A, a great actor, great writer, great person. I feel like not that I've yes. ever. She has tweeted me twice, so I feel like we are <sighs> best friends. You're like BFFs now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. So, That's yeah. awesome. But she, especially because I've been writing a lot more and hearing her essays and mm. stuff, I'm like, oh, I could do this maybe. But yeah, right now That's I gotta wonderful. say she's she's pretty pretty high up there, especially after that post this morning. I thought it was so so sweet and endearing <sighs> and powerful for sure. But isn't it interesting? I, I just these choices of how we want to deposit, mm. you know, that influence into our minds, right? Like we, yeah. we actively seek out to learn more or, or at least we have that sentiment, but then we actually follow it up with an action. We, we consume some content, right? Yeah. And, but how it just plants all these different seeds and it shifts things for us so quickly, so mm. profoundly. And I'm always reminded of that because I, I, I've, you know, I wasn't always a reader, but mm-hmm. when I got into reading, it was just like growth after growth after mm-hmm. growth. You know what I mean? Like you just feel like you just keep, like we want to learn. Yeah. We do. We want to grow as people. We do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. And it's wild how sometimes we'll be so quick to try to subdue that that mm-hmm. urge to learn and grow. Definitely, you know? yeah. And dumb it down sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but once you get into it, it's like... <sighs> It, it just makes Explosive. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, it, it's just boom. Wow. I uh, just, yeah. Anyways, I, yeah. I could go on and on about that, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that where I was going with this is, is it just reminds me of how much we have to guard our association and those yeah. that input stuff into our minds. Right? Definitely. And, and just being sensitive to that. Like even with the news this last year, I've watched more news in the last year than I've probably done in the previous decade. Same. <laughs> I, Same. Why? Why am I yeah. doing this? This is crazy. You I know? actually, it got to a point where I, I had to stop because it, 
it was just depressing and I, well, too much. Similarly to you, I had to, yeah, my, my news feeds, I turned them all off, mm-hmm. you know, and I stopped checking in on social as frequently as I used to. Like I, yeah. I needed to do a bit of a detox myself. And, yeah. Because uh, I found it was affecting my mood and my energy so Same, much. Yeah. Like demotivating. Like get, I started procrastinating. Normally I wouldn't mm-hmm. procrastinate in certain things, even in my own business and my yeah. own life. Like what's going on here? And exactly. Just, it's what's going on inside the head, right? Exactly. Holy. Holy. Yeah. No, I'm totally get that. Yeah, I definitely had to. <laughs> I was like, let me take a, a oh. minute. My screen, because I have iPhone user and the, the screen yeah. time, it kept telling me like, your oh. screen time's way down. And I was like, it's like such a good, but also horrible tool. Because I'm like, I'll get interested. And then like, oh my gosh, like I spent how many hours looking at Instagram? <laughs> like, what was I doing? It's <laughs> so scary, that feature. <laughs> like, yeah. It really is. But it, it's been great with our kids. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for myself, but for my kids, it's been great. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, as we've tried to really encourage them to seek other outlets. But it, I mean, it's tough, I think, for a lot of parents right now. You know, just they're, yeah. their kids have to be on the screens. Something, and, yeah. Yeah, and definitely. You want, you want them to go to school, you, you got to be online. And it's, it's, oh, man. it's rough, and I just yeah. look at how much screen time they have right now, you know, mm-hmm. versus what we'd had previous that in, in all our years of travel, we didn't have a TV, you know, like yeah. we didn't, we stayed in a hotel or a motel. I was like, Whoa, bonus. We had a yeah, TV, exactly. you know, we'd binge yeah. out, but other than that, you know, it was the occasional Netflix here and there on our mm-hmm. devices, but we just weren't exposed to a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually really nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is, it yeah. A, a nice period. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely something that, people get hooked on to <laughs> and yeah. it's and i want to apologize Stephen. i keep going off on these tangents no you're just fine. like okay i just like man for people are listening it's like wow we're, we're, this is like a game of tennis it's just like no no that, no no that. <laughs> was, my listeners forth. should be used to it because i always okay <laughs> no, trust me. well then I'll, i won't apologize anymore <laughs> yeah no, they're like oh it's just Stephen. whatever and, and uh, fine yeah no on. definitely um so the next the next section is really i call it a game but yeah. it's really just silly questions that I asked to get you kind of thinking. Yes. Um, so the one, it was actually on the outline, then the other two were not. So I'll be curious. Um, so the first one was if you could travel to any time period, so any time period, you know, past, present, future, where would you travel to and why? Well, that's an awesome question, by the way. <laughs> like, because I sometimes catch myself thinking about. That oh yeah stuff, same right like i'm that you know, nerd just, that's like huh what would yeah. i have done in yeah. you know x y and z time and i actually caught myself the other day and and i don't know what it was like when i was a kid i was fascinated by king arthur mm. and all the stories uh, around the knights of the round table yes. you know um plus i just have a fascination with the uk mm. you know europe uh, it, yeah. it's it's um, a place I've had an opportunity to go, but not for an extended period, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of, of, of just history, you know, cause Canada, as far as countries are concerned, it's not a very old country, yeah. you know, like it just, right. we don't have buildings, like even for yourself in the States. I mean, we, I remember us going to Boston and I was like, man, they got buildings here like 400 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like double the age of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, 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 and so it, it's, I love that history piece. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when it comes to a, a, a time or an era, I, I would love to be back then, you know, mm-hmm. with the nobility. And also, I, I think it's also kind of fueled. We, I don't know if you've watched the, the newest um, Netflix series. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Bridge. 
Oh, Bridging, Bridgington or Bridgeton? Bridgington? Bridget, Bridgerton. Like Bridgerton. Yeah. Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not yet, but people are just like. Oh my gosh. We totally obsessed. binged it as, as if with my eldest daughter. And it's it's a little bit risky at times. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I've got my 17 year old daughter beside my wife. And I'm like, oh, well, let's just roll with it. Yeah. With it. yeah. <laughs> my, my, she's conditioned to close her eyes at times. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's sort of similar, like set in Europe, you know, sort mm. of, it's, it, it, I mean, it's fictional completely, but uh, yeah. they, they sort of reference the Victorian age, right? So I have fascinations of those two eras. Yeah, yeah. Those two times, like the Victorian age, uh, because, you know, science was really coming about and a mm-hmm. lot of new discoveries were happening and, you know, the nobility, like I just, I was always fascinated by that, by the royalty aspect. And, uh, but then when you look at King Arthur and it just, I mean, wow, medieval yeah. times, it just, I mean, it's scary. Like really, when you think about the quality of life back then, yeah, exactly. you know, the average lifespan, et cetera. So if I could go back with my health that I have now yeah, and experience it as I am now, yes, for yeah. sure. Otherwise, yeah, it's a nice idea, but I don't think I want to go there. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, what about you? I'm curious. What are yours? I, um, I've had such a debate too. Cause I, at first I was like, I would want to go to the future. And then I'm like, mm, no, that's kind of, <laughs> no. Um, but I, I do agree. The Victorian age would be really awesome too, but I've also just always kind of wanted to go to like the roaring twenties and go to like a Gatsby esque oh. party just to be awesome experience it. Or like the, the golden years of Hollywood go yeah. back and see yeah. that meet Judy Garland and be like, Hey, oh, <laughs> like let's man. be best friends now. Yeah. That'd so great. That, that I've always, those have stuck out um, to me as, as sometimes that I would, I would want to go back to. Um, yeah. So I feel like the '60s would be fun too. Yeah. The, where you go, <laughs> the time and stuff. So yeah, those are some. But I, the Victorian is really just even the. I say costumes, but to us, yes, look like costumes. But like what they wore was just what they wore. Um, yeah. I'm just like that's so like what a what a way we've come <laughs> with with the yeah. way people dress and everything. Yeah. So. Um, I've always I live in Vancouver that. where the home of Lululemon is. So you can imagine we are the, 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 the just athleisure wear is yeah. all we wear. <laughs> exactly. you know? yeah. and, it, it, and so I'm attracted at times to, to that because I'm just like, it just looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking so sharp. So exactly. What a cool place to be where that's just the norm. Yeah, exactly. Seems like yeah, a even think, reality. Yeah, yeah. I even think to like my grandparents would talk about like back when they were in their twenties and thirties and stuff, they were like, even getting on an airplane, you like dressed up and everything. Yeah. And they're like, now people just are like in their pajamas, like hanging oh, out like, hey. yeah. And I'm like, Oh, what a shift we've had with, we have. with how we dress as a society. Um, awesome. So uh, the next question is really a, a typical dinner party question that a lot of people um so say if you were hosting a dinner party and you were able to have five guests at your table so they could be alive or not um fiction or real who would you pick at your table i know it's a rough one you know what though as you were asking i started thinking and einstein oh yeah (laughs) Uh, uh oprah winfrey oh 
Oprah would probably be like, everybody look under your chairs. Surprise. Oh my god. I went for you and went for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Uh let's see. Uh who else? Um I I really you know, Barack Obama. Like, oh yeah. Like I'm just I have so much respect for that man. Oh yeah. I'm just uh man. I, I just I, I think he he's just such a, a wise individual and just to mm. have a conversation with him would be just like I don't even think I'd be able to talk, you know, to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> but this like, is my dinner party, I, so I can invite whoever I want. So, yeah, uh, yeah, so we got Oprah, Einstein, Barack Obama. You know, what'd be kind of cool, RuPaul. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. That would be, yeah. And who else? Who else would be? Hey, probably Oscar Wilde. Oh, yeah. You know, I went through a stage where I, well, it's funny because when I went to university, I studied philosophy and English mm -hmm. literature. Hence, you know, I've been in the wellness industry forever, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I learned to learn. Uh, but uh, I remember one one class, I, you know, just studying all of Oscar Wilde's works. And uh, I was just so amazed at what he did during a time when there was so much repression, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So I think, you know, you get those five people around the table, well, that'd be a pretty crazy party. That would I be, mean, yeah, a very diverse, all over the place. an amazing party. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. Yeah. I would, I would invite all those as well too. Um, of especially. course, Steven, I would expect you to be there too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll so be just, just saying at the kitty table. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both, we'll just watch the adult play. <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh yeah. If I, especially like Obama or Michelle as well too. I, I, I would be like, hey, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, you talk, I'll just listen. <laughs> exactly. I would be in such, uh, like awe and stricken, just like, oh, I mean, I'm excited to read. I, I look because it's behind me. Um, his new book, it was a Christmas gift. Oh, um, cool. So I'm ready to read it, but it's uh, it's a big I book. So is it a thick one? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right. So I have to mentally mentally prepare for that. Okay, the last question, which a lot of people, um, I don't know, it differs from people. Sure. <laughs> it's a music question. Okay. If you were able to um, put together a soundtrack of your life, what are three songs that are a must have to be included? Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, Journey. Mm -hmm. Don't stop believing. Um, Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's also our it's wedding timeless. song. Yeah. It, oh. it is like the song that we just sing all the time. And mm. uh, what else? Oh man. I like, I love music. So there's mm. this is a really tough one. Cause you said just three. And I'm like, they have to be on there. Hate me. And they're like, ah. <laughs> only three. Yeah. It's almost like a, a torturous moment. If you think, you know, it's the like end of time. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> got one, one iPod that can only hold three songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's oh, like, gosh. You, and you're stuck with these for the rest of your little days. And it's like, Oh man, this is a big decision. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely journey. Don't stop believing. Um, there's a few traffic tragically hip songs that, 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 mean a lot to me because of mm. all that bike riding I did when I was losing all that weight. Right, right. So there's a whole series of them, but any song from the album up to here, because like, mm -hmm. that was the one that I really dove into. Like, and honestly, any song I can just listen to mm -hmm. at any time, you know, yeah. and um, um, there's also, so there's a lot of personal meaning for that one. Yeah, definitely. And then thirdly, uh, I'd have to go 
I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back to another one that's sort of nostalgic for me, but uh, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. under the bridge. Okay. Like, yeah. Just, uh, I've always loved Anthony Kiedis's voice, and uh, I mean, I'm, he's an easy to look at guy too. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. he just he's in the whole package, and I, I've always really just respected him as an artist, and and just the lyrics, the power of his his poetry is is mm-hmm. just awesome. So those those are three that I. I would definitely uh, yeah. hone in on. Yeah. Solid, solid choices. Yeah. Good. Awesome. See, that wasn't too bad. Then. <laughs> no, I wasn't, but I'm like, oh, it's a good question. Like, you're going to get me thinking. I'm going to be asking my family that tonight. I know. There's, I'm yeah. like, this is a really good one. And, and because what if you could make a whole album? That's you know? what, yeah. People have asked before, like, oh, could I get back to you and make a whole album? I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, well, go ahead. I was going to ask you, Stephen, like, if, I would love a, I don't know if you're you're up for this, but what if you create your Spotify list, your your oh, playlist? Yeah, yeah. You make your playlist. This is your album, you know. But then you could challenge your listeners That's to make so- their versions. Oh, I might yeah. actually steal that idea. I'll give I'm totally credit. in on it. I will do one if you do one. Yes, I totally will. Yeah, like a sunshine a sunshine playlist. <laughs> yes, of, totally. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot. Of I will songs. subscribe to it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that and do that because that's really awesome. It, uh, it's funny because I um, used to be the type of person that hated these type of questions or icebreakers. Like, right? I had <laughs> in school, that was like, please don't ask me a fun fact about myself and my name. And you know, I hated that. But now <laughs> I'm, I'm that person that asks people that. I, and I, I work in human great. resources too, so it's always something that I'm like. Hi, welcome to our job place. Uh, tell me a random fact about yourself. And then I include these because I do a, a company newsletter and I include some of these questions to people. And people, sometimes they get so intense into it. They're like, oh my God. One question I asked was like, if you could only pick three movies that you, those are the only movies you can ever watch for the rest of your life. And people will be like, Oh my god! I can't decide, and I'm like, it's really not supposed to be that deep. <laughs> yeah, Elf for sure. Elf oh, is one of them. So I I can't help it, but it's there, man. I would almost pick that one for all three spots. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good movie. I don't care what time of year. It's such a, it's a feel good movie, man, and it really uh, instantly, is, yeah. you know, feel great about it. But uh, it's so yeah. It's so Back funny. about your playlist though, like seriously, like, I will. Do but also, I was thinking you could make one of just adding all the songs of all your guests that have had their answers. True. That's yeah. That would be a good. That'd be a good mixtape. I bet you that'd be a very eclectic mix for sure. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I've gotten some yeah different ones. And I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> That's, yeah okay, cool. Wouldn't yeah. that be a neat playlist though? I, I'd be it fascinated. Be. Be yeah, cool. I'll definitely have to look yeah. into that and put it. I know what I'll be doing tomorrow in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll follow uh, up with you because I'm going to want to hear your playlist. You know? Yeah, exactly. Likewise. Yeah. If you put one together, I want to hear it too. I will. Because um, I'm always, especially now, I'm like trying to broaden my music. Because <laughs> my husband gets on to me a lot. He's like, you find an artist or a song or an album that you like, and then you just play it on repeat for months. Oh, no, nonstop, right? And I'm like, well. <laughs> sorry like that's just kind of what i like so i'm trying to do better and be like give other people a chance don't just listen to taylor swift's two albums over and over and over (laughs) because um i digress but and i i have to uh be honest with you too though like i want to that idea as much as it may seem somewhat spontaneous it it was kind of triggered like you triggered by the question you asked but uh, i told you about green lights by matthew mcconaughey (laughs) 
and in his book like he has an actual playlist on spotify because he makes reference to certain songs at different mm. periods during his life so he's made an actual playlist that accompanies the book and uh i thought it was such a really awesome. idea you know so I, I could see how that could really benefit you know be something cool uh, you could riff on that idea but i, I just, it yeah. wasn't my idea okay so i'm just it was inspired by your question, but Done. I can't wait to hear your playlist. I'm super stoked. Yeah, same. Yeah. Because I bet you it's going to be the most positive playlist ever. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, and uh, to be fair and to be completely transparent, I, there are days where I'm like, I want a sad playlist. Like, let me feel the feels. So, yeah. Yeah. So fair. there's, there's, yeah. Um, speaking of sad, but not really. Yeah. Um, I always like to ask, you know, mental health is something super big mm-hmm. to me and super important. Um, I always like okay. to ask us, what are some things that you do um, to help keep your mental health in check? Yeah. Some of the biggest things I think is just, I'm really grateful for having in my life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's people, sometimes it's things, sometimes it's experiences, but either way, it's that feeling of just gratitude. And yeah. It's kind of cool. Like when you dive into the science of gratitude, when you're feeling gratitude, like really feeling grateful for something, there's no room for any other emotion. Mm-hmm. You, you just feel gratitude. I mean, try it, try to really experience gratitude. And I've had people reach out and it's like, well, I, I'm really struggling to find things that I'm really grateful for or, or finding new things. You know, it's like the same thing on family, health, my job, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful. I got these great, but let's expand on that a little bit more. Let's go mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. Right. And, uh, what I often will ask people is like, well, think about things that you have in your life right now that you do tend to feel grateful for. Well, how would you feel if you didn't have it in your life? Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to think about the loss and that sort of brings us to that emotion or that feeling. Right. Definitely. But, uh, Oh, we got a whole, I know we're just shy. We're just, oh, sorry. My wife just popped in here. Oh. She's, saying, she's saying, hello, she's saying, hello. We're just closing up. Anyways, uh, as I was saying, you know, <laughs> what was I saying? I don't even remember anymore. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Uh, grat- gratitude, a um, little bit of meditation, mm. regular fitness. And uh, that's, that's been the ones that are most consistent. And because of that, it, it definitely helps. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Meditation. One of my favorite things of all time. So, oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to give you the chance um, to plug any of your social medias, let people know where they can find you, um, all that. And then I'll put it in the links as well, too. Oh, thank you. Of okay. course. Well, it's it really easy to find me online because my name is so unique. Yeah. Uh, if you understand how to spell it, you'll find me. And uh, I usually encourage people to reach out on Instagram or Facebook because those are the ones I'm most active on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, if you reach out to me at Diamond Well, uh, I'm the guy that answers. So if I don't answer right away, my apologies. I'm probably just, you know, caught up with a few things, right. but I will always reply because uh, I love conversations. I love connecting with people. And uh, also my website, over 1500 articles. I've been blogging for a long time. Mm. I'm kind of an OG in this thing. It's like coming on 14 years of blogging, uh, which... I'm amazed that I've been that consistent at anything, to be honest with you. Uh, But uh, lots of resources that just about helping people with transformation, change, nutrition, fitness, mindset, improvement. So that's there. Mm. And then uh, a little shameless plug is, well, I've got a TEDx talk coming up. I just got accepted. Yeah, I, I made it through the whole qualification process and uh, I'm really excited. I was one of the 12 picked for, for a, 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 a large event that will be in April, 2021. It's going to be free for people to attend. It'll be live streaming. Oh, and it's awesome. at TEDx Bear Creek Park. And uh, I'm really excited about it. You know, it's, it's Canada's premier TEDx event. And um, I'll be talking about vulnerability as a man. 
Oh, you wow. know, and, and some of the experiences and some of the things that I've been very fortunate to be a part of over the last few years, especially when it comes to uh, building community of men, you know, men mm-hmm. to support one another. Uh, I have a, a group that I uh, founded about three years ago called uh, Mentorship Mondays, where it's just a group of men coming together on Monday nights to, to share what's real. You oh, know, awesome. and, um, so yeah, that, those are some shameless plugs. Thank you for that opportunity, by oh, the way, of course. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't take that lightly and uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, hopefully those that are here listening to this or watching this, you'll reach out. I'm, I'm yeah. dead serious about this, you know, please reach out. I'd love to have a conversation. And if I can be of service, Hey, I'm here, I'm real and I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I'll, I'll put all the links in there as well too. So it Thank you. makes it easier. Yeah. Um, for people, I feel like we're the generation, my generation now is like, where's the link? I don't want to yeah, right. type it into <laughs> to, where, where do so I find? True. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Di, thank you so much though for, for taking the time chatting. Uh, really enjoyed it. I would love to have you on uh, again, especially if, once I put my playlist together, we can discuss <laughs> and go through it. Um, um, but I, I'll give you some time back in your day. Wait. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and chatting. Thank you. My, my much appreciation for you. And I feel a lot of gratitude for this opportunity as well. And uh, thank you for just making more deposits on positivity in the world, because we definitely need a lot more of this. And oh, sure. it's wonderful to see a platform that that's its sole focus. And awesome. uh, so, so thank you. And uh, I'm going to look forward to our messages back and forth as the, the, the new season of RuPaul continues. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'm sure we'll have lots to, to riff okay. off. You know? so, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll look forward to those other side conversations later. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Die. What a great guy. That rhymed. <laughs> uh, let's get to this week's meditation minute while I find a good quote. Imagine that you are a pebble sinking into a lake, effortless and detached, finally reaching the bottom and finding perfect rest. Okay, I could get down to that. Just let all the the worries of life and such just float away as you sink down to a good rest, resting point, if you will. And while you do that, mull that over, let's get to this week's Meditation Minute. Hopefully you're feeling rest and at your best. 
And I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Sunshine Steven. Also, a big thank you to Di for stopping by and chatting. Um, I always appreciate guests, and it was just a really good conversation. Obsessed with it. So thank you very, very much. Also, some exciting news. I do have some Sunshine Steven podcast merch that is available now at my website, sirsueandrice.com. So go check it out. There's cute mugs and dad hats and a tote bag and stickers. So please go support me so I can put my dogs through college. That'd be great. (laughs) Um, Again, thank you so much for joining me next week back again on Wednesday so be sure to come back tell your friends leave a review share you know that'd be great and awesome and I would appreciate it so much you can follow my journey on all social media platforms that's Twitter Facebook Instagram and even Clubhouse and TikTok if you dare um, at Sir Stephen Rice on everything and of course my website SirStephenRice.com where I do blog posts uh, you can check out my merch and look at new episodes. You could also look at my other podcast with my husband, Murder Mondays, which is coming back soon. So yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm putting out in the world, so please look at it. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it, and um, stay safe out there in these times. And until next time, have a fantastic day.